fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. This is The Hot Box, episode 22, your favorite marijuana podcast. Saturday, September 4th. September already. I know. The year is almost over. It's Isn't almost that my birthday. It's almost, almost my done. birthday. I know. Look at that. Yay. Parties all around. It's almost September 18th. I know. It's almost the Roach Market. That's right. Hotboxpodcast.com slash Roach Market. We got tables left if anyone still wants one. There's a sign-up sheet there. Definitely check that out. September 18th, we'll be up at Smokers Friendly doing a live podcast, having some live music. It's going to be a good time. So come join us. Good food. Good weed. Good people. Good people. It'll I be, think we're good people. It'll be a very well-learning experience. I'm excited. I am, too. We're back broadcasting in live, high-quality from our new home on Justin.tv. Thank you, Ustream, Loving it. for being a... Yeah, F Ustream. I found out a lot of interesting things about... Ustream's not very popular anymore with the, uh, with the kids, I, I went on a couple chat rooms on Justin.tv that were playing, mm, say, some copyrighted stuff. <laughs> I found a uh, all-day streaming Aqua Teen Hunger Force channel Good that you can times. you can hop in the chat and request any episode, and the kid will play it. And uh, yeah, apparently you can. Uh, it's all good on on Justin.tv. So, and the chat room's not moderated, which is fantastic. Good, yeah. You can voice what you want to without having to wait for someone to let you actually like say That's what right. you're trying to. And you can say it as colorfully as you would like, which yep. is awesome. And uh, you can still watch these at hotboxpodcast.com slash live or thejamble.com slash live. They broadcast to both places since you can't have separate shows. But and, don't uh, confuse the two. That's right. And if you, like uh, if you don't like the ads, you can actually help us pay for a pro account. It's like 10 bucks a month. So uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Hook it up and we'll get rid of the ads. No problem. Yep, yep. Uh, 406 204 uh, 1406-204-4687. If you want to call in live, say hi, say what, what's up. We're here taking your phone calls. So, how are you? You are... I'm good. I just got done Busy. moving. How was oh. moving? It's insanity. I never realized how much crap I actually own until I have to put it all in boxes and transport it from one place to another. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, how much of that stuff do you really use on a day-to-day basis? N- not, a small fraction yeah. of what the total <laughs> amount but of stuff see, you own. And th- the crazy thing is, I went from a three-bedroom to a three-bedroom, and actually the place that I just moved out of technically, I think, had a little more square footage than the place I just moved into. But I think because of the layout and how like open it is, it looks like I don't have as much stuff as I did at my other house. But the good thing is, I now live... In an area where I don't have to worry about, like, people watching, like, everything and then, like, calling and saying, oh, I see a plant outside. You should send someone over to make sure they're actually legally able to have that. <laughs> you know? No neighbors peeking through your windows. Right. So I can That's actually, awesome. yesterday we were able to have a couple plants outside getting some sun. It That's was nice, really nice. It? Yes. Very nice. So I'm excited but tired. How's the, uh... How's the old dispensary doing? Great. Well, mine is. No, how, how's the uh, the one that you got fired from doing? Not not so well, I don't think, considering like pretty much everybody that was going there has now like said we were going there for her, not for your building. And they're all staying with me pretty much. I mean... I might have had a couple people who wanted to stay there because it was convenient for them. They could just walk over, no big deal. Or there was something special that was there that I may not have right now. Right. But 
for the most part, uh, everybody is going ahead and staying with me. So, so how's yay. how's your replacement? I hear you got a replacement, and she's uh, very well versed in the ways of the weed. Well, yeah, I had somebody actually tell me that that they went in there and she was like, well, I don't know about this stuff. Um, Oh, wait, so she's not at all well-versed in the way of the weed? I I guess she didn't know about anything that they had there, like what was an indica, what was a sativa, what this one might do, what that one might do, and it was kind of a frustrating experience for them. How do you hire somebody with no marijuana experience whatsoever to work in a marijuana dispensary like how does that work out i i don't i mean i don't know what what they're doing i mean i that's like the hospital hiring like like some some non-doctor to come do heart surgery you know it's one thing to like hire someone on and like have them work closely with someone or have someone there that knows quite a bit that they can always ask questions to right because you're gaining a lot of knowledge but when you're just putting someone in a situation where they don't really have like anybody there or they're on their own and they don't know anything i mean how is that going to turn around to benefit unless they're passionate about it you have the internet there obviously you can learn almost anything you need to know on the internet but you have to take that initiative to do it and it doesn't sound like that's that motivation is there well i mean even if i like came across something that i didn't know very much about i made sure i researched it until i knew everything i needed to know so i could help people right i mean on top of what you already knew right which was you know a a few years worth (laughs) yeah you know a fair a fair amount well that's that's too bad you know what do you do uh-huh. Be nicer next time, I guess. I guess so. Maybe run the business the way it's supposed to. Yeah, right. Maybe hire someone that actually knows what they're doing. Perhaps. Maybe listen to the people who were there before. Yeah, maybe listen to the hot hotbox back catalog. Yeah. You'll learn something. Go back to F1 and hit play. That's right. <laughs> Figure it out. So, you know how the other day we were talking about, well, we've kind of mentioned this briefly here and there about the K2, the fake uh Fake marijuana, the synthetic marijuana. Oh, yeah, that stuff. It appears that more states are hopping on the ban bandwagon. Uh, Mississippi, their governor, Haley Barber, has signed a ban on the fake synthetic marijuana. The bill immediately bans the sale and possession of synthetic marijuana, commonly referred to as spice or K2. Last week, lawmakers voted to ban the sale and use of the synthetic substance. And on Friday, the governor signed it in. And uh, the move follows. A string of states have already taken action to ban the controversial drug. Is it really controversial? I mean, it's it's fake pot. Like, end of story. What's the, the controversy about it? Well, because there's a small group of people who think it's the next big thing. That small group of people that live in states that it's still illegal to that get pot in. That small group of people that's on Facebook that small that group of people like that's making money selling it to poor, unsuspecting kids. Uh, states include Georgia, Missouri, Colorado, and others. And a number of other states are considering bans. Nice job, guys. I'm I'm about that. Fake pot, what's the point? Just smoke real pot. Exactly. There's, there's a reason why it's there. Yeah. You don't need... That's so silly to me. If it was, like, encouraged for you to put the fake stuff in your body, wouldn't it, like, naturally grow that way? And you wouldn't have to, like, yeah, spray right. it down and then hope you don't shoot yourself after you smoke it? And hope that the chemicals aren't going to kill you? Mm-hmm. I found an interesting uh, op-ed in the the Seattle Times here, written by the former Seattle's former U.S. attorney, John McKay. He says, I don't smoke pot, and I pretty much think people who do are idiots. <laughs> okay. Um, this, Thanks for yeah. the you know, vote of confidence. <laughs> I like that first paragraph, not even effing around. I don't smoke pot, and I think everyone that does is an idiot. Uh, This certainly includes Mark Emery, the self-styled Prince of Pot from Canada, whom I indicted in 05 for peddling marijuana seeds to every man, woman, and child with an envelope and a stamp. Really? Was he really selling seeds to children? 
I doubt it. Come on. You're, Come now on. you're just being. He's just angry because somebody was like more popular than him. Yeah. It's that jock complex. Emery recent, recently pleaded guilty and will be sentenced this month in Seattle where he faces five years in federal prison. Did this happen already? I thought he was like in prison already. So he why is. is when was this written? I thought this was like, eh. well, uh, he his goal, blah blah blah. Okay, as Emery's prosecutor and former federal law enforcement official, however, I'm not afraid to say out loud what most of my former colleagues know is true. Our marijuana policy is dangerous and wrong and should be changed through the legislative process, of course, and drug out for years and years and years until we can all decide on something. Uh, to better protect the public safety. Oh, be dragged on for years and years until he's happy with the right, legislation right. that finally gets passed. Congress has failed to recognize what many already know about our policy of criminal prohibition of marijuana. It has utterly failed. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. Pretty Completely much. Completely failed. Listed by the U.S. government as a Schedule One drug alongside heroin... The demand for marijuana in this country for decades has outpaced the ability of law enforcement to eliminate it. You can't eliminate pot. I'm sorry. I mean, not the way you're doing it, at least. The only way you can eliminate it is to make it legal and hope we smoke it all. Which Or hope that we get bored and decide that we don't want to smoke it anymore. That's right. Uh, Perhaps this is because millions of Americans smoke pot regularly and international drug cartels, violent gangs, and street pushers work hard to reap the benefits. Uh, Law enforcement agencies are simply not capable of interdicting all of this pot and despite some successes have not succeeded in thwarting criminals who traffic and sell marijuana. Brave agents and cops continue to risk their lives in a futile attempt to enforce misguided laws that do not match the realities of our society. Uh, These same agents and cops, along with prosecutors, judges, and jailers, know we cannot win by arresting all those involved in the massive importation, growth, or distribution of marijuana, nor by locking up all the pot smokers. While many have argued the policy is unjust, few have addressed the dangerously potent black market the policy itself has created for exploitation by Mexican and other international drug cartels and gangs. Gangs are, like, starting to push oxys now, though. Yeah. Because they're all hooked on it because it makes them feel invincible. And then mm-hmm. they have to, you know, keep doing it because that's just how it goes. Well, and they probably make quite a bit more off of it. Right. Well, and could you imagine being high on oxy and being a thug? You, like, wouldn't give an F, dude. You'd go in wherever and just shoot whoever. Yeah. That's how I roll. I'm high. Bam, bam. Write rap music and shoot people. Uh, With the proceeds from the U.S. marijuana black market, these criminals distribute dangerous drugs and kill each other, (laughs) too often along with innocent bystanders with American purchase guns, of course. Uh, Our wrong-headed policy on marijuana has also failed to address the true health threat posed by its use. Really? Has it failed to address that because maybe there isn't a true health threat posed by its use? Yeah, I've been looking for one and still haven't found anything. I mean... Been doing my own. are scarier than pot when oh, you look far. at all of the different things, but you ingest both of them basically the same way. You combust and inhale. Yep. Okay. Or chew. You could chew tobacco. Right. Yeah. And you can eat weed. Right. You could chew weed probably. Uh, there has to be heat involved. You'd have to light it and then chew it. <laughs> Ew. That would burn. <laughs> That's too bad. It's it's interesting that he starts off being like, well, everyone that smokes is an idiot, and now, like, our policy, that's idiotic as well. So, uh, I sus- while I suspect nothing good can come to anyone from the chronic ingestion of marijuana smoke, its addictive quality and health risk pale in comparison with other banned drugs such as heroin, cocaine, or meth. Informed adult choice albeit a bad one, may well be preferable to the legal and policy meltdown we have long been suffering over marijuana. How can you say nothing good has ever come of it? Have you ever listened to Dr. Dre's The Chronic? Come on. That's good stuff, man. (laughs) Well, and if you, like, talk to a cancer patient who's going through intense chemotherapy, you might be able to find some other good things that have come from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
What? You can eat now? Oh, my God. <gasps> Not only does our policy directly threaten our public safety and rest upon false medical assumptions, but our national laws are now in direct and irreconcilable conflict with state laws, including Washington State. Hmm. You might want to fix that. Uh, so-called medical marijuana reaches precious few patients and backdoor potheads mock legitimate medical use by glaucoma and chemotherapy patients. Yeah, they, we, we do kind of mock it sometimes. Mm. But that's their fault. You shouldn't have made it this, you know, ridiculous in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, state laws are trumped by federal laws that recognize no such thing as medicinal or personal use and are no defense to arrest by federal agents and prosecution in federal courts. That's why I heard, word on the street is, 99 plants. 99. 99 plants. If you go over 100, the feds come knocking on your door. But if you're at that 99 or under number, you're a-okay. That's mm-hmm. just what I heard. Mm-hmm. I've so, heard that, too. So the policy is wrong. The law has failed. The public is endangered. No one in law enforcement is talking about it. And precious few policymakers will honestly face the soft-on-crime soundbite in their next elections. What should be done? Well, he has outlined a few things of what should be done. First, we need to honestly and courageously examine the true public safety danger posed by criminalizing a drug used by millions and millions of Americans who ignore the law. (laughs) We also don't drive with seatbelts on, so Uh, Marijuana prohibition has failed. It's time for a new policy crafted by informed policymakers with the help of those in law enforcement who have risked their lives battling pot-purveying drug cartels and gangs. Don't forget to ask Lee. That's law right. enforcement against prohibition. Yep. I'm sure they'd have some ideas there, too, that may not entirely go with yours, but they're still against prohibition, so, I mean, at That's least you right. agree on that. That's right. They would know. How about you ask all of the people that smoke it? <laughs> I mean... Well, We're or not even ask of, some of the people that don't smoke it, but know people who do and don't really, they don't see the problem either. Yep. Could that be because there is no problem? <gasps> Dare I say? Second, let's talk about marijuana policy responsibly and with an eye towards sound science, not myth. You mean that myth that you guys spent, oh, I don't know, like 30, 40, 50 years from the 1930s on building? <laughs> like... It's only a myth because you created it. We can start by acknowledging that our 1930s era marijuana prohibition was overkill from the beginning and should be decoupled from any debate about legalizing drugs. I fully agree. That was recalculous. We should study and disclose the findings of the real health risks of prolonged use, including its influence and effect on juveniles. You can study us. (laughs) I'm I don't. Fine. Th- I don't think we fall in the juvenile category anymore. But we've been smoking since we were juveniles. True story. So you could use that to to see healthy lungs. I think it even helps the cigarette smoking. <laughs> Third, we should give serious consideration to heavy regulation and taxation of the marijuana industry, an industry that is very real and dangerously underground. We should limit pot's content of the active ingredient, THC, regulate its sale to adults who are dumb enough to want it, and maintain criminal penalty. Did he seriously say that? And maintain criminal penalties for sales, possession, or use by minors, drivers, and boaters. Not voters, but boaters. You can't smoke pot while you're out on a boat. That's BS. That's the best place to smoke. You're not allowed to carry it on a train either. Right. Right. Because, you know, you're driving the train. <laughs> it's retarded. That's, I love that. Regulate sales to adults who are dumb enough to want it. <laughs> you know, like all the adults that are dumb enough to want alcohol. Thanks for showing how much of a responsible adult you are. I know, right? What the, <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, you should have thrown in, like, poopy head somewhere yeah, there, too. Dumb adult poopy head who are dumb enough to want it. Federal criminal law should give way to regulation while... Prohibiting prohibiting interstate violation of federal laws consistent with this approach. In short, policymakers should strive for a regulatory and criminal scheme like the one guarding that other commodity that failed miserably at prohibition, uh, alcohol. But you know what? If, if you tax it to the point where it's just, it's ridiculous, like, you will totally screw that up. And everyone will just go back to underground. So. Yeah. Don't run away with the taxing. You can have a little. 
But if it gets out of hand like like cigarettes, like my hand rollies, I'm going to be so angry. As my law enforcement colleagues know well from chasing bootleggers and mobsters, this new regulatory and criminal... This guy's living in the 20s. Yep. They're so mobsters. Hey, we'll get you, copper. Elliot Ness. I know, right? It was his dad. Uh, it will still require many years of intensive investigation and enforcement before organized criminal elements are driven from the vast marijuana market. DEA and its law enforcement partners must therefore remain well-equipped and staffed to accomplish this task. To protect our families from truly dangerous drugs and to give and to drive drug cartels, gangs, and dope dealers from our society. You know, like you've done so well already up to this point, right? Yeah. Good job, guys. Woohoo! So I thought that was pretty interesting. Coming from the mouth of the former Seattle U.S. Attorney, John McKay. Well, I'm glad we know how he feels about the whole situation. Right? I don't smoke pot, and I pretty much think people who do are idiots. Well, we think you're an idiot. And dumb. That's right. So, <sighs> what's next on the docket for well, this evening? Well, this actually huh? made national news. It's slightly <laughs> embarrassing. Is but, it? And, 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 and amusing. For all those involved? Yeah. So, have you ever, like, sent a text message and then, like, went, oh, crap, who did I send <sighs> that to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, at least, well, this kid, he didn't, like, actually go back and look, though. He just kept texting. I got <laughs> really? Of trouble. Yeah. That's F. So... General rule of thumb, when looking to buy marijuana, don't text the sheriff. Why would you even have the sheriff's number in your phone to be a possibility of sending a text to? That's what I'm wondering also. Oh, it's my dad. Oh, well, whoops. Yeah. Authorities said a Helena teen, our state capital. That's right. Sent out a text message last week in search of pot, but instead of contacting the drug dealer, he hit a wrong number and inadvertently sent the message to Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton. Wow. The text read... Wow. Hey, dog. D-A-W-G. Yup. <laughs> Do you Yo, have dog. a... Yo, dog. Do you have a 20 I can buy right now? Really? And the cop was like, yeah, dog. I do. Right. Come down to the police station and get it. Well, I guess Dutton told the Helena Independent Record he initially thought it was a joke, but he quickly realized it was a real request for drugs. He responded to the text, and a detective pretending to be the dealer organized a meeting with the boy last Wednesday. That sucks, dude. (laughs) Get this, though. The detective spotted two teenage boys and a man at the arranged meeting spot and called the number three times to make sure he had the right person. (laughs) Dutton said when the detective showed the teens his badge, their faces turned white and their knees began to wobble. One one of the boys even fainted. Of course. The man in the group turned out to be the father of one of the teens. Oh, oops. Oopsies. And no citations were issued after the parents of both boys got involved. Trying to buy drugs is a crime, but it's worse they had to face their parents. Y- you think, except for the fact that he was probably getting the pot for his father. Well, he's going to probably share it, but apparently like his dad totally like went all like, What? Yeah. We were here to buy pot? Yeah. Oh, no. I, really? You had no idea you were driving your son to a parking lot to, to, like, what else are you doing there? I have to just meet my uh, friend at um, the parking lot here at uh, Smith's. So yeah. just wait here. I'll be right back. <laughs> really? What are you doing? You're buying pot from a cop. I would slap the S out of a kid if if it was my kid and that happened. I'd be like, "Are you stupid? You know when did I, I not teach you anything?" I worked for a video rental place in Denver, and we caught like three kids shoplifting. And I remember when their parents got there, like it was all of a sudden like instant tears, and like the kids were all like crying and sobbing and like heaving, like they were gonna get sick. Because as soon as your parents get there, it's like. That's it. There's no way out of this. We're in trouble. Life is over, you know. Yeah. End of story. Something you always like think it's this. like the worst thing that could ever happen, you know. Well, and this is even worse. I mean, your parents finding out that you tried to buy pot from a cop. Yeah. I mean, it's not like some 
friend's parent calling up and saying, your kid tried to buy weed from my kid, and then you can say, no, yeah, I didn't. Right. No. Those are the cops telling your parents you tried to do it, and they were the person you tried to do it with. Forwarding you the text messages. Yeah, you can't get of out of that. stupid your child is. That's There's amazing. no way to plead stupidity on that one. Yeah. Or not that any parent will listen to, at least. That's so, yeah, bad. that's out of our little uh, state capital there. I and bet it, they were proud as punch that they caught those kids. Nice oh, investigation, yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. One number off. I would, if, if I was selling pot like that, I would definitely check the phone book and see what the number is for the police station and make sure that my number was nowhere near that number. Well, how about don't text message like a drug deal over the phone like that? Hey, you got a 20? Yeah, right. Okay, that meant- right there is an <laughs> obvious drug deal question. I meant of sugar. I need $20 worth of sugar. I'm baking a cake. Uh. That's a lot of sugar. I know, right? Holy You'd have to crap. figure something else out. That's That's too bad. At least they didn't, like, go to jail, I guess. I mean... It's a silly kids just doing silly things. Oh, darn kids. So, So, what's next? A medical marijuana dispensary actually went to court over being told they had to close. Who told them they had to close? The state of California. Oh. Um, A medical marijuana dispensary that Los Angeles was seeking to shut down under its three-month-old ordinance has won a court order allowing it to stay open. The first ruling from a local judge to favor one of the hundreds of stores affected by the new law. On Thursday, Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Anthony Moore granted a temporary restraining order to allow DTPG... Wow, that that is not D-T-P-G? convenient to say at all. DTPG. Yeah. What's that stand for? I have no idea. Okay. That's fine. It doesn't tell me. Um, pending another hearing, Alfred Garcia, who started the downtown collective, said DTPG opened before the city had medical marijuana laws and has complied with every requirement it has adopted. We are very pleased with the initial ruling and hope to ultimately win the case, he said in a statement. The decision applies only to DTPG and is unlikely to change the situation for most of the hundreds of dispensaries the city has ordered to shut down. DTPG, with, okay, they. how many times do they have to put that in the article, honestly, <laughs> was on Los Angeles' list of allowed dispensaries until the city recently eliminated it and four others belatedly decided, deciding it had failed to file the registration paperwork by November 13th, 2007. Mm. The city ejected them because it did not provide an insurance policy number by the deadline, even though it did provide documentation proving it had the required coverage. So basically, they were supposed to abide by all of these regulations. They abided by, you know, the ones they could. Kind of like the one here. He didn't have certain insurance or something. Right. No, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So the judge looked at it and decide, decided that, you know what, they did jump through the hoops they were supposed to jump through, so they're going to go ahead and stay open right now. But it's a good example of people not just laying down and saying, okay, fine, they told right. me I have to do actually it. actually fighting to. it. Yeah, they actually stood up and said, no, wait, we know we were doing this the right way, and you, we shouldn't have to close because you think we didn't. And you're just, as a city, you're trying to bully us out of a legitimate mm-hmm. business. That's pretty much what it comes down to is they're just trying to bully them. So, yeah, now they get to stay open. What are they? I don't see what their problem is. It's just, do you do that with any other business? Like, it's just because it's weed, you have a hard time accepting it, which is weird. But see, I'm sure if we were alive when alcohol prohibition got overturned, we probably would have seen a similar thing happening when bars started to open. We would have started a bar. Instead, like that's, I mean. Well, and I mean, I'm sure that if we were to look back then, there was probably a lot of talk about, oh my gosh, did you see where this bar opened? Can you believe there's going to be alcohol that close? Oh no. Oh, what are we going to do? But did they have lies like what they started about weed back then? Like, were they like, alcohol is the devil and it'll make you rape and murder? Well, it was back so long ago that they couldn't try to to in like make it as 
big as it is today. Right. Today they can do the whole, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. And everybody sees it, you know, and everybody's, you know, influenced by that. They had the don't just say no campaign. Right. You know, I mean, all of these things. That worked well, by the way. Yeah. Dare. Right. That also worked well, by the way. Drug, abuse, resistance, education. Uh, you should have done something for your girls not getting pregnant at young ages in high school. Dare. Dare to keep your legs closed or to at least use condoms or at least not have kids. True, true. That's too many. But, I mean, you know, back back then, it wasn't as easy for them to do these big widespread campaigns right. the way that they can do them now. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot of the, you know... Certain people who would try to influence the thinking of others, much like, you know, the it wasn't to that television near. evangelists and such, right, you know, yeah. well, alcohol is evil, it's a sign of the devil, blah, 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 and that way people would try to turn away from it. Yeah. But then when it became legalized and everyone They're like, oh, just kidding, it, guys, just kidding, let's all go out and get wasted, woo, yeah. Yeah. That's so totally what marijuana it was. right now, everybody's under that right. idea of everything yeah, that's... that's been shoved down our throats this whole time. So yeah, now that more places are opening, there are those people who are like, oh, "Can you believe that? Oh this my god, is going in in town. Oh We're my gonna gosh. turn into drug crazed killers. Oh no. Well, I mean, I still stand by the whole, you know, educate your children, tell them what you think about before it. somebody else does. Just because they see the sign to a dispensary does not mean they're going to start smoking pot tomorrow. Right. You know, I mean, they probably think it's a maple leaf, if anything. They'll wait until, you know, they're in high school or college. And then they'll start smoking pot. Right. Unless you live in the ghetto. Then maybe not so much. Right. So, is that it for that? Yes. Awesome. We have a new study, some research going down. Uh... This is from out of Durham and New Hampshire, University of New Hampshire. The notion that marijuana acts as a gateway to harder drugs for youth uh, is half-baked. Ah, a new, ver- a new University of New Hampshire study has found. Sociology professors Karen Van Gundy and Cesar Rebellon determined other factors like, oh, I don't know, not having a job, <laughs> psychological stress, and race. Hmm lead to more dangerous substances like cocaine and heroin. You mean it's not pot? It's actually the environment and not having a job and psychological stress? Really? I'm so stressed out. I need cocaine. I need heroin. Well, that okay, I could see that. There's nothing like a good shot of heroin when you're just stressed the F out. Yeah, because, I mean, you're fully functioning and able to, you know, navigate your way through the stress once you use the heroin. Right, until, you know, the heroin runs out, then you have a whole nother beast to, to deal with. Yeah. A uh, life course perspective on the gateway hypothesis appears in this month's issue of the Journal of Health and Social Behavior. The researchers analyzed data from nearly 1,300 young adults who attended Miami-Dade public schools in the 90s. Among their findings, the correlation between marijuana and harder drugs fades once young adults get a job, because then, you know, you're probably just smoking weed. You're like, you go to work, you get off work, you drink or you smoke weed to forget about how awful washing dishes all day is. The the white white youths, like us, white, uh, used harder drugs the most. (laughs) That's right, because we got the most money, right? Uh, followed by his... We're dealing, we're dealing with, you know, growing up white. Right, of course. <laughs> it was so much easier. God, I wish I was white like you guys. Uh, followed by the Hispanics uh, and the African Americans, or the blacks, as they are called sometimes. And also found the gateway effect subsides at the age of 21. Hmm. Interesting. Me when alcohol is legal? Yeah. Weird, huh? Uh, quote, while marijuana use may serve as a gateway to other illicit drug use in adolescence, our results indicate that the effect may be short-lived. Interestingly, age emerges as a protective status above and beyond the other life statuses, your Facebook status updates, and conditions considered. 
Uh, we find that respondents age out of marijuana's gateway effect regardless of early teen stress, exposure, or education, work, or family statuses. Stat high. Makes sense? I suppose, yes, it does. I've I've always didn't... I never thought that marijuana was really a gateway drug. Even when I was little in school and people said it was... Yeah, that... It, it just a, didn't make sense to me because it was a plant. Like, I've never understood how a plant could be so evil. I mean, poison ivy, it makes you itch. Right. Those, those berries that get birds drunk, those make you sick. Right. I mean, there's plants out there that hurt you, but there's books about how to notice them so that you don't touch them or eat them and die. But like marijuana, I mean, all it is is just all these warnings of what might happen. It's never actually been anything that Nothing was, bad has uh, happened. Well, yeah, I mean, there was never the pictures of the girl, like, all, like, scabbed up and, like, yeah, right. no hair. Not even once. Bloody and everything. Like I used like, to have a daughter. Now I have a whore. Yeah, I mean. Thanks, meth. Th- there was never any of that. It was the whole, like, oh, she doesn't want to do anything right now because she's high. Right. Well, sometimes you should I'm shouldn't. such a failure as a parent. At least she's sitting on the couch watching TV at home instead of like, I don't know, out Going out being a prostitute. to get meth. <laughs> <laughs> S and a D to get a little meth. I mean, there, there are worse options out there, honestly. You're pretty lucky. <laughs> a listener in the chat says, alcohol has led me to doing more hard drugs than weed ever did. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> tobacco is a drug. Cigarettes? True that. That's a drug. And I think more kids stole a cigarette out of their parents' pack and tried it before they ever did anything else. Yeah. Or let's see all of the drugs in the medicine cabinet at home. Yeah. I mean, as we've pointed out many, many times before, oxy use has gone up 400% among teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's not because of getting injured You at know school. what that means? There's some money to be made out there. <laughs> Slinging pain pills. I'm telling you. Sad. That's how you're going to get rich. It sells itself. You might even get a DS if uh, if you play your cards right. It's good stuff. Jeez. Uh, the researchers suggested soft penalties for youths busted for marijuana possession uh, as convictions that stay on their record could prevent them from getting a job in the future. And as we all know, mm-hmm. not having a job leads to shooting up heroin. So, well, or, or meth, or even it takes away their opportunities for scholarships too. I mean, I personally think that it's wrong for someone not to have the opportunity to go to college because they got busted smoking a little weed in high school. Yeah, right. That's I ridiculous. Mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and ruin your whole life right now. Okay, drinking and driving or doing other illegal activities where you're putting yourself and others in serious harm's way, that that could prevent you from doing stuff. I totally agree with that. But sitting around with your friends and doing that I don't think is enough to warrant the rest of your life being tarnished. Of course not. Few <laughs> things I would think are. Eh. So, the uh, employment in... Young adulthood can protect people by closing the marijuana gateway. So over-criminalizing youth marijuana use might create more serious problems if it interferes with later employment opportunities, uh, the researchers argued. Until, you know, you get your first dishwasher job and all the cooks are, you know, smoking weed and some of them are selling meth. If If you're educated, you'll know I'll buy the weed and leave the meth alone. See, I don't, if you don't have a job, isn't it harder to get the more expensive drugs? Like, that, I, I just thought of that. Yeah, but when you're on the more expensive drugs, you're willing to do a lot more to ah, get them. Ah, I see. I see where you're going with that. Uh, we urge U.S. drug control policymakers to consider stress and life course approaches in their pursuit of solutions to the drug problem. In New Hampshire, marijuana possession is a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail and a $2,000 fine. That's a misdemeanor? High five, New Hampshire. Way to rake in the cash. Jesus. 
Uh, in Maine, it is a civil violation that carries a three fifty to six hundred dollar fine. Well, that's not too bad. Still, though, that's so much money. Yeah. Like, I know. How about the fine is how much weed they have, maybe. Yeah. So if you have, you know, a dime on you, here's ten bucks. I'll see you later. Yeah. I mean, if you have to, you know, do anything. Alan St. Pierre, executive director of Normal, a Washington, D.C.-based organization that advocates for softer marijuana laws, said, while his group doesn't condone marijuana use by uh, youths, they should be subject to civil penalties instead of criminal ones. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You don't want to ruin their lives at such an early age. You know, wait for their... Their ex-girlfriend to do that or, well, you know, I something mean, like that. Even alcohol and tobacco, if you get caught with that before you're 18, isn't it just an MIP that drops? Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't really get used Trust against you. Trust that there's going to be plenty of things in these kids' future that is going to try and destroy their lives. You don't need to yeah, add to that. You yeah, yeah. They're they're getting ready to learn what the world is like. Yeah, they don't the world need all is the extra about to stuff added on top of that. They're about to get chewed up and spit the f out by the world multiple times. Yeah, you don't need to, you know, give them a head start. I'm so stressed. I'm just gonna go shoot heroin. Say f it, f this whole life. My waking, my pitiful waking life. I'm just gonna dream forever. Uh, quote, the idea that somebody will get a criminal record for possessing cannabis that will mar their chances of employment only speaks to the need for reform. The New Hampshire legislator this year considered decriminalizing marijuana possession, but it ultimately dropped the proposal after Governor John Lynch threatened a veto. Uh, Dana Mitchell, coordinator for Dover Youth to Youth, which advocates against substance abuse, said he was worried the study will trivialize youth marijuana use. Quote, marijuana is harmful in a variety of ways and a serious health concern for people in general and particularly kids. Where? Show me where. Do you remember when we were in school? Did did anybody die from marijuana use? Or did uh, we have no. any friends drop out because marijuana had made their life so unmanageable? No, they couldn't. No, I had a best friend kill himself uh, who was drinking a lot and had just awful parents. I had a best friend kill himself with Ritalin. Right. Uh, I knew a kid that was drunk on a motorcycle, killed himself there. I had a friend die in a drunk driving accident and mm. killed a family, actually, mm. also in the accident. Uh, I found my dad dead in the bathroom, um, probably an overdose of pain pills, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, rampant that there's a hmm. lot going on and not much of it involves marijuana. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Uh, all of the reasons why parents should not want their uh, children to put tobacco smoke into their lungs are why you wouldn't want to put marijuana smoke in their lungs. Really? That is such BS. If because I... the the swimmer, what was his name? Phelps? Yeah, he Phelps. smoked mad weed and he could outswim anybody. Y he... So what's up? Yeah. What's I up mean, now, sucker? He obviously was in very good condition based on how he did at the Olympics. And if he's smoking marijuana, you can't... Okay, yeah. If I had to choose between both, I would much rather marijuana smoke over tobacco smoke, but... Absolutely. It even smells good. Like, certain cigarettes have a wicked chemically smell to them. Like, I, I don't know. I smoke the Rollies, like the Bally Shag Red, and it's it tastes and smells so much better than like a Marlboro or a Camel. Like they just have this wicked chemically taste to them. See, I've smoked some cigarettes in the past that had like an aspirin kind of a taste. That was like, just, do uh, you remember the Black Death cigarettes? My friend always used to think it was cool to like go to the cigarette store and get like these weird off brands, and one of them was called Black Death. It was like smoking one of these is going is like smoking eight normal cigarettes or something. He's like, dude, check these out. Like, oh man, I'm dizzy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna lay down and die now. Do you remember when candy cigarettes were legal? Yep. Yep. I used yep. to go down to Handy's and buy them yep. all the time. You felt so effing cool. Yeah. Like, check this out. You know what? Having all that candy dust inhaled in your lungs was probably not very healthy now probably that I think about it. Probably not very much, no. But oh, man. Oh, wow. Um, so, guess what? A there what? was a commercial. A weed Marijuana commercial? Marijuana commercial. 
Yeah. Really? A TV advertisement for the Canacare Medical Marijuana Dispensary in Sacramento, California has not stimulated much controversy. Hmm. Has not? Not. Really? Really. So Because everyone in Sacramento puffs? I would like to point out that a commercial for marijuana aired... And Armageddon did not happen. No zombie apocalypse? No. Everyone's still alive? We're all still functioning humans. And... Weird. Not everyone in that city is in rehab currently. Not everybody right now went crazy and started using all these drugs and just went all like, loco. Interesting. It hasn't stirred up much controversy at all. Hmm. Are we evolving? Maybe. Is this positive evolution? Hopefully. Hopefully, the commercial spotlights testimonials for patients as the text describes how marijuana can alleviate symptoms of illnesses such as hypertension, diabetes, HIV, hepatitis C, and others. The 30-second commercial didn't show images of pot or even use the word marijuana. Whoa. Rather, it showed a series of brief testimonials on the benefits of medical marijuana referring to marijuana as cannabis. Hmm. The laid-back response is possibly due to the fact that marijuana use is widely accepted in Northern California. There you go. Right. Many say marijuana negatively affects the electrical activity of the brain and can lead to heart disease, cancer, and other chronic conditions. Other people say under the use of trained dispenser or doctor, cannabis can be used for medical therapy with success. Hmm. Interesting. Uh I don't know who to believe. (laughs) Marijuana, now legal for marijuana, Medical use by prescription in 14 states is used as an option for to painkillers. And since advertisement of prescription drugs is completely legal, it could be tough for naysayers to push the regulation of the broadcast. Yeah. California was the first state to legalize marijuana for the medis- for medicinal purposes. It is currently putting forward a vote to the public to see if recreational use of marijuana will be made legal in two months. Mm. November. Yep, yep. What do you think? I've uh, seen some polls that say it's really close, about half and half. I've seen others say that uh, the legalization is pulling ahead a little bit. So I think it'll be close. It'll definitely be interesting. There, I think, actually. I think they got it, though. I think it's going to actually go through a lot easier than everyone thinks. I mean, with the way everything is now, especially with their <clears throat> governor being supportive of it and everything, you know, that actor guy. Yeah, yeah. Arnold. Arnold. Um, I'm pretty sure that since they have that kind of support and, you know, okay, I think it's going to pass. Honestly, I I think because I haven't really seen anything saying otherwise. And what is what is the positive side of not passing it? Like, it's a win win, really. Yeah. If you don't pass it. But if you ask people that are against marijuana, they'll say, well, more yeah, cartels are going to come in. Uh, or this because is they're happen, not or there that's gonna already. You know, have you seen New Mexico lately? Cartel Central essay. And I know we gave we gave that we gave New Mexico back to the Mexicans, but still. Yeah, well, we'll see. I certain places you don't go there because well, there's yeah. cartels. Yeah. But you know what? They're not just selling weed. No. They're slinging cocaine. They're actually starting to get into other things because it's more profitable for them. There's The medical side is taking away their business because people can get a card and legally carry it now. Hey, S.A., maybe you should do it legally then. And the dispensaries can sell it cheaper than they do on the black market. Yeah. Funny so, how that works. Yeah, well, you know. Until you start taxing the holy F out of it, then, you know, it'll yeah, be black we'll market s- prices. I I hope California doesn't take that route if they legalize it to try to make a bunch of money. Like I hope that I know. they're like if cool you about go it. if you get greedy and go overboard it will backfire. I think that if they realize how many people currently have their cards and if they just have a little bit of a tax on it. That will generate a lot of money as but opposed to putting a the, huge tax on it and then yeah. nobody admits to smoking <laughs> yeah, right? anymore. Uh, no, actually, none of us have our cards. Weird, we huh? We quit. We quit when we you actually, guys taxed it. We all quit smoking pot. Because, you know, when you jacked up the price on tobacco tax, we all stopped smoking cigarettes, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Of course we did. That pisses me off that I can quit smoking weed a lot easier than I can quit smoking cigs. Mm-hmm. You can quit smoking marijuana a lot easier than you can stop drinking caffeine even. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's weird. That's messed up junk. If I don't have caffeine, like, I am a raging bitch for a good couple of days. And good solid headaches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it feels like I'm hungover. Like, I just, I hate life completely. But I can stop smoking like that and not even give it a second thought. So. Yeah, it's weird, huh? But, you know, safe community, safe kids, Seth. Uh. <laughs> um. So, last show, I talked about a story where a judge said that a bunch of defendants weren't going to be able to smoke while they were out on bond. Right. Because it would violate the terms of their bond. Right. And, like, the, you know, there was this impassioned plea by their attorney that they'd be able to. Of course. Well, a different judge is allowing a different set of defendants to smoke while they're on bond. (laughs) Really? Are they like, but what about them? How come they can do it and we can't? Well, because you oh, had the I'm unfortunate. Sure it's come up. Right. Because I'm you sure. got me Judge Dick as a judge and they got Judge Nice Guy as a judge. Mm-hmm. Every all... judge is different. They make moral decisions. They make moral decisions more than anything when you think about it. Because Aren't you supposed to be totally unbiased and just go with what the evidence says? Well, they're, when given, you judge? they're given boundaries. They can only sentence them from this amount of time to this amount of time. Right. But you get two kids in there. And I mean, honestly, if you take a kid that looks like he's going to use drugs and steal and be a bad kid... And you take a kid that looks like they're not too bad and they both got in trouble for the same thing. Right. Chances are that bad looking kid's going to get a little more time and a little more things he has to do yep. than that good looking kid who you you play know, the game. You looks a dress, little better. Right. Dress the part right. and kiss the behind and it sucks. Yes, your honor. Yes, your honor, king of my universe. <laughs> sir. May I kiss your hand sir, now? Sir, <laughs> amazing, most awesome person I've ever been in, allowed to be in the presence of ever. Right. Your honor, your majesty, can I call you, can I just shove my face up your butt, your Thank majesty, Thank you for sir. allowing me to be in your presence. Can my you S a D and get out of some, uh, some court stuff? Well, not me personally. Well, but right, but, I'm like, sure does that happen? Could. Oh, I'm sure it happens all the time. Send the judge a little Facebook message, yeah. like, hey. Your off, chambers. Off the record, your chambers. <laughs> you bring the wine. I'll bring my S. Wear your robe. <laughs> my DS and lips. Bow, check a bow. Damn, damn, damn. That's so, awful. That's I awful. Di- I know. So a it always dist- goes back to S and Ds, don't oh, it? Oh no. A district judge in Ferndale said Thursday that he would allow state-approved medical marijuana defendants to keep using the drug while out on bond. A sharp contrast to a Waterford judge. A Waterford judge's statement Thursday that deemed marijuana use by defendants in a parallel case to be a bond violation. The contrast in How can you have double standards like that? Because they're two different people. Can't you just be like, can I have a retrial with that judge? It would be nice if you could pick your judge, but unfortunately, I think it's like a... I was like, a, okay, you get it this day and you, you just get this get day. Ran- yeah. can I, like, hey, that day's just not going to work for me. How about, can I have the next day, you know, when the nice judge is in? Well, I know some people who've tried actually getting it to where, like, they change their court date, hoping it'll be a different judge that they get to see because they didn't like who was going to be their judge right, the right. first time. I can see that. Doesn't always work like that, though. Mm. Oh, the contrast in treatment for those arrested in Metro Detroit's first major medical marijuana raid showed the breadth of interpretations for the Michigan Medical Marijuana Act. Wayne State University Law School Professor Bob Sedler said, Why was that so difficult? After Thursday's brief hearings for 10 defendants, Ferndale District Judge Joseph Longo told the Free Press that any whose were state-approved patients could use more marijuana while awaiting trial. Defendants are appear- to appear in a hearing September 20th. You can use this because you're totally going to need it because this judge, <laughs> the next judge you're going to see, big trouble. Well, he says they have every right to use whatever medications their physicians prescribe, which is totally true. I mean, honestly, that's how they should look at it. Their yeah. physician said it's okay and can safe for them to use Can you use oxys? It. 
before if you have a script for him then if you have a script for it you can use it in prison yeah you it has to be given to you by the nurse right but if you can use it in prison you can use it while you're out on bond right they don't a- you know you're not asked about that see it's it's just because they're still not used to treating it as a medicine yeah there there's still that line where there's judges that don't think it is, and then there's judges who right. say, "Okay, we just have to be biased about or we can't you know be biased about this. We have to just say, okay, it was prescribed to them. We have to just say no, yeah, no wait, we have to just say yes, we have to just be okay with it, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. On Tuesday, Waterford District Judge Richard Kuhn Jr. said none of the 13 defendants in cases assigned to him could use marijuana while free on bond despite any doctor's statements they offered about their medical conditions. After Kuhn's ruling, former Orkland County Prosecutor David Gorsica, once a venomous foe of illegal drugs, now a defense attorney, said the Michigan Medical Marijuana Act gives any of these people the right to use the drug as medicine. That's true, it does. Very true. Medical marijuana advocates, as well as Bouchard, have said the raids and resulting criminal charges, felonies with jail terms as long as seven years, could become landmark cases that force Michigan's court system to decide such issues as whether dispensaries are legal. Voters in 2008 passed the state law that lets approved patients use medical marijuana and lets approved caregivers provide the drug. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So, well, hope yeah. you get the good judge, I guess. Yeah, I guess you just gotta, you know, get lucky. It's all about luck. That's weird. Your future sometimes. is all about luck. Good luck with that. Well, and it just seems, I don't know. It seems funny to me, like, do you think this judge did it just to be different? Maybe. Maybe to get popular? Maybe. I don't know. It seems strange to me that you can, like, go to one state and it's all good and you can go, like, to the next state over and it's totally, like, jail time, you know? That's that's messed up. That's definitely well, messed up. Well, I mean, in Florida, if you get caught with it at all, you're as good as executed pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I know, right? That's so crazy. That's like... But you go to California, which is fairly similar, similar to California. They both stick out from the United States... Mainly surrounded by water. Yeah, and see, a listener in the chat says it isn't about the law. It's about how the judge is feeling that day. True. And that's messed up. Like, True. you shouldn't... You're a judge. That's... You shouldn't be letting your, you know, feelings, if you got laid the night before, you know, reflect on how your judgment swayed. Yeah, but everybody does when you think Well, yeah, about and it. they're human, and that's I it. Mean, we need a computer program as a judge or something. You know, something totally non-biased. I've been pulled over before, and my registration was a couple weeks overdue. I was waiting for the check to go get it, and I didn't have any current car insurance, and I got a warning where another officer would have probably written me the hundreds of dollars worth yeah, right. of tickets that I should have gotten that Made day. your life completely but miserable. I know. So, I mean... I- Honestly, with any profession of power, it's how that person feels that day. Yep. Did they have a good night the night before? Was there an argument at home? Did they get the right kind of coffee? Really? No. The wife was angry. Oh, you're screwed. Yep. Life in prison. There you go. Sorry, dude. Bye. Uh, MDS says, the way the law works, if two judges rule differently, then somebody has to appeal to a higher court. And when that court rules, it's binding on the lower courts. Why don't they do that? I'm sure they will. They're going to have to. As soon as attorneys start getting word that different judges have made different rulings, they're going to say, oh, look, this guy over here did this, so my my people deserve the same treatment because they're supposed to be governed under this law, right? And this guy didn't treat them the same. So what's the time? Are we are we done? We're at an hour. Are we? Did you have any other stories you wanted to talk about? That was all I had to talk about. Did we talk about this um about the triple murder in West Hollywood? No, we didn't. Well, let's talk about this. Okay. Uh in the wake of a triple murder in West Hollywood stemming from a large drug deal gone bad over a large quantity of medical marijuana. The L.A. County Sheriff Lee Baca stated this week that the industry has been taken over by drug dealers, uh, thus the growing violence. Quote, 
The medicinal marijuana program that voters authorized years ago has been hijacked by underground drug-dealing criminals who are resorting to violence in order to control their piece uh, of the action. They are predators armed and seeking easy dollars in sales of marijuana. Have you ever tried to grow pot? There's nothing easy about it. Like, that's a lot of work, for sure. There's many, many steps. Absolutely. And so many things that can go wrong. Sitting at a desk pushing papers. Now, that's an easy job. Like, growing pot, that's, that's tough. Uh, over 70 readers of the article commented on the Times story. Most of them, like, uh, expressed the feeling, more reason to legalize it. Although Baca received very little support online, one commenter <laughs> said that although Baca should go, he's right on this issue. Uh, the reader wrote, I seldom agree with this guy. In fact, he should be voted out. However, on this issue, he is correct. Any good street cop will tell you about the human suffering caused by marijuana. Really? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, especially in the minority communities. Uh, all those people crawling through the streets crying and all those families like that are homeless now. Yeah, that was marijuana, right? addicted to marijuana. Right. Oh, no, wait. Money. It's meth and heroin and cocaine. And the fact that you build projects and you create ghettos, you keep the man down. And that's your fault. Yeah. We don't keep him down. You do. The amount of supposed tax revenue will never come close to paying for all the added rehab because, you know, you need rehab when you're addicted to the marijuana. Uh, traffic accidents and deaths caused by the passing of this law. Everybody already smokes and we're not dead. So I don't get it. There's not going to be people. I mean, a, there's not going to be a bunch of people that as soon as it's legalized, are like, oh, I'm going to smoke pot and then they die. Yeah. That's retarded. What are you talking about? It's not like we're going to legalize it and then all of a sudden they go, oh, crap, this really does hurt people. Like, uh, like cigarettes? This is awesome. All <laughs> experts know that marijuana is a gateway drug and keeps people from good thinking and making moral choices. You know, except for the experts who just did some research on that subject and actually discovered that it's not a gateway drug. It's the fact that you make people's lives completely effing miserable. That's, it's your fault. Pretty much, yeah. I guess it would be okay with the supporters of this law if a cop or surgeon could take a few hits before going on duty or performing a procedure. If that's what they need to keep their hands steady, then why the F not? You Go know, ahead. and there are times where you shouldn't smoke. We all know that. There's times where you shouldn't drink. Yeah. I, I don't drink Do you want your I surgeon drive? drinking before he does? Alcohol is legal and he's not. Mm. Uh, Alcohol is legal and pilots aren't supposed to drink before they fly. That's yeah. why you set out regulation. I mean, the planes kind of fly themselves, but. Well, yeah, but they've got to be there to push the button that says. That's right. We're take now off going to and be land. Making an emergency landing in water. Please uh, prepare awesome. to. Uh, there's a reason it's called dope. Ah, uh, ha, 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 ha. If Baca could just stay on track and focus, I could change my mind about him. Blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately for the uh, sheriff, the overwhelming majority of the commenters chose various ways of telling him that he could take his theory and smoke it. Blah, blah. After the jump, uh, more of their comments. One person said, by keeping marijuana illegal, it only makes sense that criminals will control the market. Legalize it in legal businesses can then replace the criminal element. Absolutely. Most dispensaries are forced to only accept cash because marijuana is illegal. Uh, how many times, another reader writes, are liquor stores, gas stations, and banks robbed every day? Should we ban liquor, gas, and money? Hmm? Uh, another one writes, prohibition didn't work in the 20s, nor does it work today. The sheriff has an economic interest in keeping prohibition alive. True that, right? If if it's legal, where does all your you have to let all those people out of jail and all the money that you were getting from fines and your ridiculous classes that you make us pay for? Mm-hmm. All those be, things that have been seized and well, auctioned we off. actually might not need as many cops as we have. Hmm. Well, that's With, sad. Without the prohibition of marijuana, the jails and prisons would be empty. The sheriff would have to lay off some of his employees. The sheriff is more concerned on how to keep his budget growing than the safety of the citizens. Absolutely. Uh, the sheriff's position only supports the Mexican mafia and all the drug lords in Mexico. Without the Mexican mafia and the drug lords, that would uh, what would the sheriff have his officers do to keep busy? 
More time at the coffee shop. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, and the last one, he says, uh, Sheriff Baca, are you against legal marijuana because you will have to lay off sheriffs or are the drug gangs putting the heat on you to protect their business? Mm. It's an interesting way to look at it. Just think of all the crime that will just disappear when I can buy weed at 7-Eleven. No more aerial spotters, no eradication program, all that court time gone. You might have to actually go out there and fight some real crime. <laughs> more prison space. Imagine that. You can do away with the early release program, too. Are you against fighting real crime? <laughs> Sheriff, you wouldn't be against fighting real crime, At would you? At least he's not, well... Why is it that whenever law enforcement talks about marijuana, they always sound so immature? Because they are. They're just kids with a gun You're and a badge. You're all dumb. Yeah. Who's the idiot now? There's a reason why it's called. <laughs> There's a reason you're called pigs. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Anything else you want to discuss before we get out? I'm good. All right. Remember, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. You can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. September 18th, we're doing a live podcast, and we're having a little weed festival. Yep. Hotboxpodcast.com slash Roach Market. All the info's there. If you want a table, 25 bucks. Uh, other than that, it should be a great time. Really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, join the Facebook group and... You know what I was... Oh, yeah. Subscribe in iTunes. What? Oh, nothing. What? It it, it obliterated as soon as I started All to right. say it. Well... Yay, my <laughs> brain! Yay! Well, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, we'll see you Tuesday, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Goodbye. If you like, you we, like, this we, is where, this where you, you need to be. <laughs> Like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.